If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. TJ Rosine here with the Hardwood Hustle. We're coming to you from Orlando, Florida at the Junior NBA World Championship. And we've got a uh, special guest today, Troy Justice. Troy, tell me if I got this right. NBA Senior Director of Basketball Operations International. That's correct. That's yes, thanks correct. for having me on today. Hey, man, really excited to have you. I was, uh, was going to go back and uh, just we've had um, – on before Seth Ubernard uh-huh. and uh, listeners just loved his uh, interview and all the nuggets that he dropped and uh, so all of our listeners that uh, gave us a great feedback on that episode um, this is what uh, Seth U told me about you he said salt of the earth integrity and authentic that's how he described you as a human being it's a pretty high compliment right there well too kind I would write back at him but um, I you know we worked together for couple years and uh just a pleasure to work with him a true professional and a a great man and a great basketball coach in mind so yeah and beyond that a a well-read uh person so would have a lot of nuggets to drop yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah for sure he's uh he always says he wants to be the dumbest person in the room but i'm not sure that happens very often to him (laughs) it doesn't as he's uh extremely intelligent uh guy and, and a great coach so troy um a couple things. We're going to get into what's educated you, what's empowered you, what's encouraged you throughout your life. And we were talking some hoops yesterday, and uh, some of our listeners know Dave Daniels. You were telling me what, what a hooper he was, what a player he was. Big-time player. Yeah, and how he could shoot it. We see that at our, our PGC pickup games. He's a, he still shoots it incredible. So we might talk about that for a minute, too. <laughs> but before we do, just can you give us an um, overview of like exactly what you do for the NBA and, and the mission of your organization, what you're trying to accomplish? Yeah, absolutely. So our department, International Basketball Operations, uh, we're looking to grow the game throughout the world. Um, that starts with our current 110 international players that mm-hmm. we work with on active rosters um, and their families, uh, just ensuring that they are in a good place and we're servicing them well um, and, and looking out for their success. Mm. Um, secondly, it's everything from grassroots youth development programs where we have 26 million youth in 71 countries. Uh, 26 million. Yeah, wow. yeah the, the number is staggering sometimes. We look at it. Uh, I think we're always looking ahead and wanting to go to the next level so we don't stop and celebrate that number because yeah. it's amazing to see the number of kids that have an opportunity for free, for free anywhere yeah. in the world to learn the game of basketball. So it's a really, uh, really great, impactful program that can really change lives. Well, so what, what captured your heart to want to do something like that? I mean, you seem like you really enjoy uh, what you do and you're passionate about what you do, like what led you down this path and, and what do you enjoy about it? Well, you know, I think it goes all the way back to the coach that I had growing up in junior high and high school, my high school coach, Coach Corona, who who showed me and taught me the love of the game and mm. taught me how to play the game. Mm. And so I think it's those who come before us who have the passion, who are our mentors, yeah. uh, who have, uh, so he was really the one who got me started and wanting to pursue this as a career in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And so what I found um, 
through his leadership and his passion was that uh, basketball has the ability to impact lives around the world. Mm. And so it, 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 it breaks down all barriers. There's no language barrier. There's no religion barrier. There's no geographical barrier. When you're talking basketball, it unifies us universally. And, mm. and it's, it's a great tool that can be utilized not just to teach healthy, active lifestyles and basketball, but more importantly, life skills and the values of the game. Yeah. Do you have any particular stories or things that have happened where, I mean, I, I'm always, I, I love the game. I think it's the greatest game on earth, and it's just, it's taken me so many places, and obviously it's taken you a ton of places, and it's um, taught me so many good life lessons, and you, you've had the opportunity as you go to different countries to see people, you know, experience basketball for the first time or for it to have an impact on their life. Any particular stories or things that stick out to you? Yeah, you know, we had a swing cash over in India for, um, a variety of different basketball programs and we mm-hmm. ran a clinic in an underserved area uh, that was a muslim community and the children we brought the children out to play on the playground to teach them basketball and uh about halfway through the clinic we had these mothers who made their way out to the ground because they were watching from the home and they could see what was happening and the joy in the kids faces and so as they came out um they they were in full dress and came onto the court, and we invited them to play with their kids. Mm. The organizers of the event said this is the first time they've ever seen this happen ever because mothers do not come out in this way. But they were drawn because of the game, and before you know it, they were dribbling the basketball. They were doing passing drills with their kids on the court, and it was really a life-changing experience for those kids and those mothers. And it brought tears to our eyes as organizers because we saw the impact and powerful tool of basketball. Wow. What, what, what uh, an amazing story. I'm never uh, surprised by what the game does. I mean, it just becomes such a great equalizer in so many different aspects of the world. And uh, what, a, what an amazing story. Uh, where basketball um, made an impact. I mean, transforming a, a mother-child relationship through that's just right. bounce of the ball, right? I mean, that's yep. that's super. Troy, let's let's dive into uh, so over your career, some things that have just educated you. What are some of the better learnings that you've gotten over your career? Um, it could be via basketball, it could be via business. You know, just any any acts, uh, leadership, whatever aspect you want to dive into. What are some things that have really educated you over your career? Yeah, I think, I think number one, it's just, you know, I've learned uh, to become a better listener. Mm. You know, talk less and listen more and ask more questions. And I think the more you do that, the more uh, information you receive that you can pass along. I think it's more about that. And so becoming a lifelong learner um, is, is critical. Um, I also believe in the fact of, uh, you know, re- drinking deeply from good books, as John Wooden used to say, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, and really digging into whatever there's so many great ones out there. You got any uh, recommendations for our listeners? Books that you've listened to that you really enjoy? Well, man, there's so many. You know, I, I I'm a, I'm just a leadership book guy, yeah. and so I'm always looking for opportunities to learn. So, you know, I've been a historically a John Maxwell fan. Yeah. You know, it's stuff that he that he's written, and honestly, the the, the greatest book I've ever written on leadership is the Bible. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm a man of faith, and so that that really guides the principles of life and the values yeah. of life. But Beyond those, you know, there's so many other things that um, even coaching books, you know, it's, it's not as much about the book or the read, but about learning as much as you can. Mm-hmm. I have kids who just went through college 
um, and are now one's an engineer, one's an architect. And my advice to them in college was: doesn't matter what you major in, doesn't matter what your class is, just learn as much as you can. Mm. And in I doing like that, that it'll, it's all transferable. All those skills are transferable to whatever you're going to do. Yeah. Um, and then you know the other part of education is failing. I think I've learned a lot of my life lessons through failure and through adversity and through the tough times. I feel like that's where I grow the most. Yeah. Um, when when I was unemployed between jobs, mm. um, I learned a lot during that time in my yeah. life because I was in a valley. And when you're in valleys, I think it forces you to look at things differently. Um, and so that was great for me. Um, so there's been a lot of things. I fail all the time. Yeah, yeah. Every day I, I try to learn as much as I can from those. I, yeah, I love that. I, I've shared before with our listeners that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Like some of your deepest valleys are things that you would, would never change or take back. When I look back on it, you know, I, I've shared before where, you know, we back when the market crashed and we had just moved and taken another job on faith and we couldn't sell our other house and we ended up just losing just about everything. And, uh, you know, and people say, what a miserable valley to be where you have nothing and you can't afford to pay. And I think to myself now, like, just the way I look at money and the way I value it or, or, or lack thereof just would not have changed if it wasn't for that particular moment or when my child went to the hospital and may not have lived. And now I just I've never looked at my child the same. You know, there's just a different appreciation. So I second that. Those valleys are just so many good lessons and, and that we learn from them. Well, let me, let me ask you this. So I was going to go to empower, but I'm going to skip over to encourage, mm-hmm. all right? So when you were in those valleys, right, yep. what encouraged you? What kept you going? Like, what are the things that you're like, ah, you know, I, I'd really, I, I'd love to um, to hear, have our listeners here that when you were in those valleys, because people don't talk about those enough, you know? Like, yeah. when you're in that place, when you look at social media and Facebook, people aren't posting their their valleys very often right but yeah. what, what experiences and what things got you through what encouraged you through those valleys one is i reached out to uh i reached out to friends that were trusted and i asked them to assist me in the valley mm. um uh, in the job search i went to a, a good close friend who is the ceo of an executive search firm and i said can you be my search firm guy yeah. to help me in my valley and so we'd meet once a week I had another guy I reached out to on the encouragement side just to talk through the struggle mm. who was a guy I knew that I could just tell anything to and he'd give me feedback. So instead of being alone in the valley, I, I needed someone in the valley that could that could lift me up. So that was one. Um, another was I needed to stay on my physical exercise. I needed to go play basketball on a regular mm. basis and sweat it out. And, I, you know, it's a full-time job to find a full-time job. Yeah. And so what I learned is... Uh, I could do that 12, 18 hours a day if I had to, but I needed to go work out. Yeah. Um, that's really important. And I also needed to do self-care. I needed to uh, eat the right kind of food. You know, I needed to drink a lot of water. Yeah. So all the things that we know, um, because when you're in a valley, you can you can become on a negative side. And so the, the, the last thing I did in that valley was I got out a blank sheet of paper and I wrote down the vision of where I was going. And I, I had to keep looking at that every day and say, these are the things that I believe um, I'm passionate about, I have expertise in, and I care about. And these are the things that I know that if I work, if I keep positive, these things will come back to me. And that's what happened. It was, uh, I read during, during that valley, I read Calipari's book, Bounce Back. Yeah. And even that encouraged me during mm. that period of, of a low time because it was like he went through it and bounced back. 
and we all have to go through these things in yeah. life. So that that was all these things were important. Well, that's I mean that's I think that's uh, really empowering uh, and encouraging to our coaches. The simple fact that as you're going through these valleys. I, did you have the plan? I mean, you talk about eating right. You talked about you know, getting your sleep. You talk about exercising. You talk about getting friends that uh, encourage you. You talk about uh, help getting coaches or friends that could empower you. Did you have that plan, or did you just formulate this plan as you were going through this valley? You're like, gosh, what's my next right step? Because most people, I mean, I, if I'm being truthful, when I hit a valley, I'm probably more likely to stop working out and probably eat a little yeah. bit more you know i mean i think that's a natural reaction for a lot of people yeah what made you have the opposite reaction to that uh because i tried it for a few days yeah. without this stuff yeah. and i was like man i'm all alone you know so i knew that i had to like seek seek out some avenues to because i have to stay positive yeah. you know when it's well, on the hard day you got to find a way to stay positive so you got to you you can't get stuck. Yeah. And so there's, and there's no way I could get unstuck by myself. Yeah. So that was it. I realized that, and um, and my wife was a huge encouragement through the process too. That was a big thing. She she uh, she's she uh, she was patient with me mm. instead of saying get a job or you know we need something right. instead of being that way. She was supportive and said we I know you're working as hard as you can in this process and you're fully supported so that was that was big some powerful going through with somebody who loves you you know and you get to those places and it probably grew your relationship with her when you're in that valley with somebody rather than being in that valley alone and for people that are going through those valleys alone enrolling people to go through that valley with you i think like you alluded to it's just it's got to be so important i know that life's just so much better done with people uh and especially uh you know even the celebration part better done with people but the valleys Man, even if you feel like you want to be alone, you need people in those valleys. Yeah. So, yep. hey, 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 Troy, really good. We got to take a quick halftime break, and then I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna get to the final. What empowers you? Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's halftime communication tip. Coaches, it's extremely important that you communicate and address frustrations on your team. If you get the sense that fellow coaches or your players are frustrated about certain things in your program, it is extremely important to not ignore it, but to go after and address it. See, when you ignore frustrations, the care goes down. And we do not want that. We don't want our players ever getting in a situation where they don't care as much because they're frustrated and they feel like no one's hearing their frustrations. So make sure as a communicator and as a leader, you address those frustrations to make sure the care is always on the rise. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app, helping bring everyone together from coaches, parents, and players all season long, getting everyone on the same page. That's TeamSnap.com backslash hustle. Okay, uh, Troy Justice here with us. And Troy, just really, really in- encouraged by your story and, and love hearing um, you know, what educated you, what encouraged you. Now, to get where you're at and to be, I mean, you guys are putting on a major event here and you're the director of international. Like, what empowered you? You know, what, what empowered you? What are the things that gave you the confidence to, to go after these things and to, to find and get to the role that you're in now? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, I, I didn't get here by myself and I feel like I didn't even deserve it or earn it. I just feel like. This is where I've been placed. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always believed in blooming where you're planted. You know, yeah. do the best where you're at today. 
don't be looking where you're supposed to be tomorrow. Don't be looking for the next job. Focus on where you're at now like that. and give that your best. And when you bloom where you're planted, then I believe you're being prepared for what's coming next. And so that's kind of always the, the, the thought process. And then with this in particular, this event, what empowers us is the kids, yeah. the 26 million youth around the world. That's really the engine that drives this because the passion and love to see the kids smile and have a great time and enjoy it and learn um, and meet kids from other places in the world, those, that's really what it's all about. You know, I, I have three grown children now, but looking back, you know, yeah. what if my children had an opportunity like this? What would that mean for them? Yeah. And uh, so just trying to design programs and find ways to encourage others and support others, and that's really what this whole thing is about yeah and uh that yeah that's it that's it bloom where you're planted i love that yeah and is that and then what was the second part of that you said uh it's preparing you for whatever's next whatever's next yeah, yeah. i really believe that if you stay if you stay focused where you're at yep. then you're going to learn more you're going to be better at it and because of that whatever's for you next you're ready for it you're ready when called upon and, and that's so good for coaches because i think it's a crazy profession, you know. I mean, you're always thinking about the next job and moving up. And I see people doing this all to, all the time, just on the job search all the time, looking for the next one. And I, I'm the son of a, a coach, and my dad, he um, recently passed, but he was a 30-year high school coach. And I remember him always telling me, just like, man, just love where you're at. This might be the greatest job you ever have. And then he always told me, you're living my dream job. You know, I'd love to be doing what you're doing. And I think so much time is – you know, people, not just in, in coaching, but they're preparing themselves for this job and this job and this job. And by the time you get to that job, you just spent 20, 30 years of your life not enjoying the jobs that you have. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's that journey that you're on. So every day should be your best day. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't be the best day when you get the job you want after 20 years of work. So focus on every day. I mean, every day should be smiling, enjoying, empowering others, helping others. Um, looking how we can make others better. We want our point guards to make the rest of the team better. Yeah. Why don't we as coaches want to make everyone around us better instead of just trying to see what we can get out of it, what can we give to it. And so I think that's really kind of the, the, the idea here. And I know that when you see these coaches and kids here at the Junior Bay World Championship, yeah. we're seeing a lot of that. Yeah. We're seeing people empowering these youth. Yeah. You know, and it's really cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me let me get one final question for you. First of all, again, we're in Orlando, Florida, the Junior NBA Championships. I'm here with my friends at Shot Tracker, and Junior NBA is putting on an, uh, an amazing event. What does this event mean to you? I mean, this is a, I mean, this is kind of a, a, a staple event. Like this is the first one, the initial, the inaugural, and you guys have gone all out, and it looks beautiful in here. And you got Fox covering the games. What does it mean to you personally? Well, it, it, it means a lot to our organization, to me personally, um, just because of the effort and work that the entire team, the NBA team, has put together, including our staff internationally, um, our staff in every part of the organization. Um, it takes a real team effort, you know, just like it takes a great basketball team to win a championship. Our team has worked tirelessly and effortlessly to make this event happen, and everybody plays their role. And we work together as one. And, and so it's very, you look back and you can celebrate. You enjoy the journey, and this yeah. is our celebration. And we're having a blast here with the kids. And, and, you know, it's something, too, that is something that will be historical yeah. and something that's going to last for quite a while. It's going to be one of those things that unifies the world and yeah. stands the test of time. Yeah. 
Well, I've had a blast here, and uh, it's an amazing event. And the fans are now piling in, and we got a big game about to kick off here. Troy, I know how busy you are, and just want to thank you for taking the time to educate, empower, and encourage our coaches. It's been a real pleasure to be with you today. Great to meet you, yes. TJ. I am TJ. This is the Hardwood Hustle. Thanks for joining.